Aria, can you hear me? Okay. You there? Oh my gosh, yes. Oh, I'm glad I'm I'm I was just sitting in one area and then um and then I kind of moved around and found it. So we're good. I'm here. Yes, we're excellent. Hi everyone. Thanks for joining us and we are going to get started. Um and Aria, when I'm talking, you can put me on um yes, excellent. We got it. Thank you for joining us as we elevate the Black entrepreneur experience by interviewing CEOs, thought leaders, innovative thinkers, and Black entrepreneurs across the globe. I'm your host, Dr. Francis Richards. I am super excited about our next guest, worship music artist, influencer, worship leader, and musician. She enjoys empowering women, and she is founder of the group called Daughters of Thunder, who happens to be her sisters. Welcome, Aria Gaston. Hi. I've given our audience such a brief bio. Why don't you fill in the gaps and share with our audience what you'd like them to know about you and your business? Well, I am a, a musician, singer. I, I do worship at Remnant Ministries right now as their musical director. And um, we just recently um, used the church to record a live worship album. Um, I was encouraged by so many people over the years to um, to do a live worship album and was actually really afraid to do so. But um, the Lord kind of 
pushed me and we're here we did it and i just released two singles and just really pushing everybody to go and pick up these singles just really excited for what god did with us and um yeah just <laughs> just pushing it you know so yeah so where can they pick up the single and tell the singles and tell us about them okay so so first off, everybody can, if you go on Google online, if you punch in Aria Gaston, um, the music will come right up. Wherever you listen, to, wherever you stream your music, whether if it's Amazon, iTunes, Apple, Google Play, wherever you stream your music, you can just punch in Aria Gaston and the singles will pop up. We also leaked a, a, another song called God is in Control and it's only airing on YouTube. It's only there. So um, so that's kind of like our special that we put out until the record actually comes out. And I started writing these songs. It was 2021. I began to write the beginning of the year and the way that it came about. Um, God is so good because I was just sitting in my living room and really frustrated just looking at my life. I was like, oh my gosh, what are you going to do with me? I had just had a baby and it, this is having a baby this old <laughs> has been a little bit different and a bit challenging. And so it kind of, I guess you could say I could have, I had some baby blues. And so, um, I'm sitting there, you know, and I'm like, Lord, what are you going to do with me? This is not what I signed up for. And the Lord spoke to me right away and was like, I've given you everything that you need in your hands for your success. So I was like, wow, what does that mean? I looked to my right and I saw my piano and the Lord just gave me a view of where I was at. You're at a church with a, an amazing worship team, you know, that you minister with all the time. Get to writing. You have the I've given you a gift. So use it. And so at that moment, from that moment that the Lord spoke to me, songs began to spill over. I hadn't touched my keyboard. I had bought a new keyboard and honestly, I hadn't touched it for, I bought it in 2020 and I didn't touch it until 2021. And, um, and I began to play, began to be inspired. And every, um, every week I would teach my worship team a new song that I had written and they didn't know where the songs were coming from. They didn't know that I had written the songs and I didn't want them to know. I just wanted them to know that, look, we're here to worship God. I didn't want any attention on myself because I really didn't want any judgment. But the beautiful thing that happened every single time we would sing one of the songs that the Lord had given me, there was a different response from the congregation. It was a, it was um, always a response of worship and it was so clear and I was like wow this is kind of weird you know and so but I was just I was just really believing that because of how the people were responding every single time I would present a song that I wrote I said the Lord must really have his hand on this and it continued to give me the encouragement to continue to press on and not give up you know because trials do come but it, it was like continue to press on and so that is the really the inspiration you know behind um my writing um and just saying yes to the lord you know god has given us given many of us different gifts and a lot of people sit on their gifts but you just gotta step out and just 
just step out into the deep, you know, and I feel like that's what I've done. I've written songs before, you know, um, for other artists, uh, also for me and my sisters. Um, I've also recorded for numerous amounts of people or whatever, but this was just really, really different. Um, yeah, it was just a different thing. I can't really put my finger on why it's so different, but it feels different. It is different. And you know what? It's just, it's just me pretty much. <laughs> um, a, a few, uh, worship leaders from around the, the city, including my worship team, including my sisters, they all gathered together and, you know, they just believed in me and supported me. And so it's just, it's just really a beautiful experience right now, seeing how people are responding to the song. So that's why I'm even encouraging even the more go, 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 go listen and let the music bless you. Yeah. So that's the gist of it. <laughs> Well, we want to thank you so much and we want to thank the audience. Thank you for joining in. And if you have a question for Aria Gaston, just let us know and um, we will let you ask her a question. Aria, talk about um, a lot of people have the aspirations to be um, a songwriter, a musician, a singer. Talk about actually bringing um, alive your, your art and, you know, like you were saying, you just re released a live album. How do you do that? Well, well, first off, when it comes down to writing, people a lot of times get into their head about if their song would be good enough and all of those type of things, trying to figure out how to put words together and things like that. But the way I feel is anybody can write because it's about what's on your heart. So when you just get a pen and a paper and you just begin to write what's on your mind, you know, you just write it like as as though you will be writing a poem. And um and the and when I write, I'm a lot of times my mentality is really focused on God. So it's trying to get God to respond. So I actually write a lot of prayers and then I do write some encouragement because there's times where God is um, you know, ministering to me, or let's say, you know, I'm really excited in this moment and I feel the blessings of the Lord. Then I begin to write those things down. And because I play, uh, the piano and, um, you create your own melodies. So a lot of times the way it would happen to me, you know, how you're just in the shower and you're just singing. Sometimes you're just making up a song or you're just walking around and you're just humming a tune and you don't know where it came from. Well, whenever that would happen to me, I would actually pull out my phone and I would hum that tune in my phone because I was sure I was going to forget it. And I would just believe that it was dropped, you know, in my spirit from heaven. And then what I would do when I would get the time, I would sit at my piano and I would begin to take the tune that was in my heart and then I will put words to it and then try to make sense of those things. So, so once you get past worrying about what people feel and how they would think and view your music and you just focus on God, then just, and just your song and your heart, that's all that matters. So you focus on that. Once you get past that, when it comes down to actually recording, the beautiful thing about my church is we are already set up to record. The pastor had in mind that this was something that he wanted to do. 
just in his life and he wanted to be a church that was able to record and this was actually the first recording after all these years that actually happened at Remnant Ministries. So so it takes a lot. I mean, I had an amazing engineer. You need somebody to engineer. You need somebody to capture um, what what is being there. Um, we decided to do it before a live studio audience. So um, I, I, I like to say live studio audience, but it was my church. So everybody who was, in, you know, who came, they were a part of that recording. So it's good when it's live, you want a certain response. So you'll, you'll realize when you listen to the music, you'll hear me talking to the people. You'll hear them responding to me, you know, and that's the difference between actually going into a studio with no audience and just singing, you know, and stopping. You have a mistake and then you fix it right there you know this is live so you just got to make it work um we had one moment where we kind of messed up on an intro to to one of our songs and i just stopped the music and i said okay let's do it again so in situations like that you are able to you know stop but for us we it was really important to me that i captured you know how the holy spirit moved amongst us that was really important to me. So when you are recording live, you have to have your vision. What is, you know, just push it forward. So like I said, in my case, my church was already set up to, um, to be able to capture and record. So have an engineer. I had to have also a sound man for the house. Um, I had to have my musicians, I had to have my singers, you know, and there's no wrong or right way to do things. There's so many things that we see on, um, on social media and ever so many months, there's always a new thing that we see like, wow, I didn't know I could do it that way. There's no wrong or right way. You just have to pray for the plan the way I did. I said, Lord, show me the plan. Show me how you want me to do this. And the Lord just put it out there for me and even begin to speak to me even um, uh, as we were in our rehearsals on how I was to present the songs and things of that nature. And so, um, so there's no wrong or right way. I had about almost 20 singers on stage and, and one, two, three, four, five musicians. Um, you could actually do a live recording with, three musicians and three singers you know there's no wrong or right way but I wanted it to be really big and and where the congregation was involved and where all my worship team was involved so yeah so you've been singing for a year aha going to be successful as a singer and a musician can you ask me that one more time because I kind of lost you there I'm so sorry that's okay. So you have been singing for a very long time. What was that aha that you knew that you were going to be successful as a musician, singer, songwriter? Wow. Um, I've never been asked this before. Um, let me think. Well, you know what? 
I will say this. My mother, um, she took out a lot of time with me and my siblings and we sang. Uh, she brought us together and we sang a lot. So I just remember like going through junior high school, going through high school and you know, just singing all the time. When I was in PE, I would just be doing my laps and singing all the time. And I never really thought anything of it. But when I went to the Las Vegas Academy, um, there was this show that we had called a pop concert. And um, and it was really big. We had some, you know, uh, radio announcers and uh, uh, people, presidents over record labels. They would actually come to that show and recruit people from that pop concert because Las Vegas Academy was filled with really, really talented people. And I really didn't even know all of that until I became a part of the school. But, um, but one, I was in, it was my freshman year and a few of young ladies that I was in class with, they was like, Hey, let's try out for this concert. And so I was like, sure, whatever. And I remember the song that we did was say my name by destiny's child. So I'm raised in a church, but my parents didn't know what I was doing. So I was like, you know, I'm going to sing this song with, with my girls or whatever. And so it was a really big thing for seniors and freshmen didn't, didn't really pass through. They, they really didn't make it through. They could audition, but they really never made it through because uh, the, the people who would audition them, the, the teachers and the people who were over the pop concerts, they really wanted to give the seniors that last opportunity to be able to, you know, perform and get that opportunity just in case there was anybody in the audience that could change their lives. So we, I would like to call us like we were the first American Idol kind of thing, like in Las Vegas, you know. And so um, so the time came for us to audition. And it was funny because there were a lot of seniors that weren't too happy about the choice that they made because I actually made it through uh, to be able to perform. And I made it in two different acts. And so long story short, I performed for two nights. And just being on that stage, I never wanted to sing for a living. I actually wanted to be a counselor. I didn't even really know that I could, you know. But I remember when I was on that stage, I was on the stage with three different three different young ladies. And once I hit that stage, people were screaming my name. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. I just didn't know how it was going to be but I knew that the adrenaline and everything that I felt in that moment that I wanted to do this for the rest of my life I only wanted to sing because and that would be my aha moment of of knowing that this is what I wanted to do you know And as we can see, I just want to thank the audience again for joining in. Aria is a mother, a wife, and she is multitasking, as we can see. So we really appreciate it. She's extremely busy. So we want to um, thank her for her time. And if anyone has a question, you know, just let us know. And so the only reason I say that, if you're hearing some background um, noise in this interview. That's why she's multitasking. We give everyone grace because we know um, being an entrepreneur, being a mother, multitasking, you make it work. So we just give that little gamer um, you're hearing um, any background information. Our advice you have told. 
Can you say that again? Advice you wish you had followed. Advice you wish you had followed. Okay. And before I answer, I'm actually um, out in California with my husband and my, my two-year-old. We just like said, we have to do something. We both work so much and um, excuse the noise in the background, but we both work so much that, you know, sometimes when you're working, you kind of get away from marriage, you get away from parenting, you just kind of get away from each other and you don't even realize it. So I just praise God for us being able to be able to just get away for a moment and regroup. So, um, so we are <laughs> doing that at this moment, but, um, but some advice that I wish I had followed. Wow. I, I'm going to have to be honest and say, and say, get into certain relationships with people that I should not have get, gotten into. Well, we, what we don't, when we're, when we're young, you know, a lot of our elders, they see, you know, certain people that we date, certain people that we go into business with, um, different relationships, whether if it's male or female friendships. And that's one place that I did not listen to the people who were around me. I didn't listen to my parents. I didn't listen to, you know, the elders of the church who could see a little bit, um, a, a little bit further than what I could see. I couldn't see because I was in the, you know, in the middle of it or it was things were fresh for me. And so if there was any advice, it's to listen to the people around you, listen to what people say like when you get into relationships where if it's a business deal whether you're dating someone whatever it is sometimes you know you just have to listen and and then take a step back and watch and honestly just when I look at my life and I know we're talking about business and we're talking about music but here the thing is if you don't you know just take care of like certain things you can make big you can you can go in the wrong direction for your career as well so if you get into a marriage relationship if you get into a business relationship with someone and people are like hey you know you need to watch out for this person because they do this or they're not they're not really healthy and and they don't they don't look at things the way you look at them you may not want to go into this business deal with them it can change your whole entire life one relationship with a person can change your life and it can change the the direction of uh, where you will go in your career, you know. And so to answer your question, if I could change anything, it would be the relationships that I connected with. I wish I had listened to my parents and, and my elders um, because I probably it, it would be different. But I am grateful for where God has me today. I, one thing that I will say is I, I, I thank God for the struggle because through the struggle, I've, I have wisdom now, you know, and I refuse, I refuse to make those same decisions and mistakes that I made when I was younger. Talk about the good music. I don't know why it's um are are you are you able to hear me well? I'm able to hear you. 
Um, okay. I'll repeat it. Talk about motherhood, marriage, and music. Wow. Motherhood, marriage, and music. Whew. Okay. Where do I start? So, you know, I will say this. I don't feel that as a mother, um, it is, you know, my music or anything has it doesn't stop anything, you know, you don't have to just because you have children, um, it will slow you down. You know, there are, there are, uh, some challenges that awaits you whenever you have a business, you know, um, but you know what, because I'm a, I'm a mother, it makes me want to go harder in my career because I want my children to have everything that they need to have for they for their success. So I will not, let anything hold me back um, from that. I remember there was times where I was um, on the stage, you know, ministering, and my my oldest son, he would be, he was probably about three, four years old. He would be on, on the stage in the corner sleep while I was ministering. And right when I would get off the stage, I would have to go and nurse him. It just, it just became a habit. And then I did it with my second son. And then I did it with my daughter. You know, you nurse before you go on the stage and then you go feed him afterwards. And I'm still doing stuff, making sure that my son has food to eat, making sure I have a nanny or somebody to watch over him when I'm ministering and things like that. So you do what you got to do. Okay, just you do what you have to do um, when you have a family. But because I have a family, it makes me want to go harder. Now, when it comes down to um, to marriage and my music, that's a little bit more challenging. So me and my husband, we both do music for a living. Um, He plays for different groups on the road and he travels a lot all over the world actually and so sometimes and and a lot of times I'm home um, because I do work more from home and I do know that those things because we just released this record I do know and see things changing for me where we're just going to have to make sure that we're putting each other first as much as we can but I will tell you this, it is challenging and it's really challenging for me because when I am uh, really focused on my music, whether if it's writing, whether if it's preparing for a concert, whether if it's preparing for something to travel or anything like that, I don't see anything else but that. And so that's where I have to balance um, myself, I mean, balance and you know that the marriage and the music part because sometimes my husband would be like hey like look you've been on the phone all day you've been doing this all day sometimes it'll be like 11 o'clock at night I'll be on the piano rehearsing something or recording or trying to catch up on something and he'll text me he's like get off the keyboard right now come upstairs and watch a movie with me so he really tries to keep me on on balance um and that is something that I'm still working at right now um just just that balance you know and thanks for being so authentic we really appreciate that what problem exists in the world today that you would like to solve wow you know what? Wow. Okay. 
So the problem that I would like that if I could fix it today, it would be anything concerning our children. I hate how our kids are raised today. And yes, I used hate. I don't like it. I don't like how, you know, there's so much. So the children are socially awkward. They don't know how to how to talk to you. You know, it's it's taken a lot of work. Even if you have balance in your home, there's so much influence in the world that it just makes it so hard for us as parents. You know, um, I, I if I could change anything, it'll probably be uh, uh, electronics and and um, and cell phones and stuff because it is really changing. You know how our children are but if i could change anything it would really be something focused on the children if i could if we could just turn back time um on how we were raised how i was raised even even then you know i know the elders they were saying it was bad when i was coming up but it's like when i look back i'm like wow that was good <laughs> you know because the things that are allowed on television the new movements that go on it's really really forming the a different mentality for our children and it's um and it's making us really as parents having it's hard it, it is really hard for us so if i could change anything it would be something dealing with the media for our kids <laughs> something Aria, there are so many brands and businesses that are dominating. Talk about a brand that's dominating that you admire and why. Hmm. Let me see. You said a brand that is dominating. A brand that is dominating that I look up to. <sighs> wow, that's a hard question. I can't even, I don't know. I think I got to I think I have to probably ask my husband. <laughs> well, he said he said I'm a I'm really a makeup person. So, um, in in the style and things like that. So, if it looks good, feels good, you know, then I'm on that. You know, I will say this. Um, I'm not I'm not really. I, I like a lot of things. I like a lot of people, but I do notice that Kim Kardashian and, and you know some of them out there. They have, you know, all these different makeup brands and, you know, and I'm just really taken back by people like Rihanna and Kim Kardashian and some of the people that are around my age range that start these businesses, makeup, clothing and all of that kind of stuff. And I and I look that I think that one day I'll be able to brand myself on the level that they have um, because I'm into beauty. I'm into fashion. Um, I think more so like skin. <laughs> yeah, now it's more, I'm really focused on skincare. Yeah, more focused on skincare and makeup. And so whenever you see me, you know, I really always try to have, as they say, my face beat. So, you know, those are some people, and I'm just talking about from a business standpoint that I would look up to from a business standpoint. Tell Mr. Gaston, thank you so much for chiming in and giving you the answer. <laughs> they, they said, thank you so much for chiming in and giving me the answer. <laughs> he sees me, you know, every day and he sees what I'm, <laughs> what I soak up, you know. So that's why I'm like, hey, what do you see? And he's like, girl, makeup and face, face. <laughs> Love it. 
Aria, what is the biggest takeaway from our conversation today that you want the audience to leave with? Wow. So, um, well, first, I'm just going to say, like, this is this is one of this is the only the second interview that I've had, you know, to push the music and to push my record and everything. And hearing you ask me these questions that nobody has asked me, it's just opening up something in my heart and mind. And it's kind of created some type of sensitivity, you know, in my heart, because sometimes, you know, we just live life and we don't know what we feel about things until somebody asks us. And then it's like, wow, I do feel like that, you know? And so probably, you know, if anybody could remember anything, something very emotional that I spoke on through this, um, through this interview was about relationships. Relationships are so important to me. And I see people over and over young and old get into bad relationships and it changes their whole life. And if anybody could take anything away from, from this, I would want them to really evaluate who you're connected to because the people who you connected to can make or break you. The people who you are connected to can allow more grace and mercy to be uh, added to your life or they can, or grace and mercy can be taken away from your life. You know, so if they could take away anything from this, I would hope that they would look around them and check those relationships and make sure that you're connected with people who are pushing you, uplifting you, and that are that are on the, the level that you are on. Um, and if anybody around you and also to listen to the people around you, what they say about people, you know, what they say about who, who, you know, is hanging around you or whatever. You know, I remember when I was, um, with, when I was dating my husband, everywhere that I would go, people would say, that's a good man. He's a good guy. That's a good man. And I, and I must say it was the first and only relationship that I was in that I got those type of compliments. And it was those things that even when I thought of, oh, is this what is this what I want? You know, it was like the people around me, they saw something. And then people also said this. They said, wow, this is the aria that I remember. It was because I was who I was connected to that was bringing out the best in me. So, like I said, if you could take anything from this listen to the people around you listen and search for wisdom and check your relationships whether they may be old or new the word is play how did you play today how did i play today i went shopping in the alley <laughs> Play, play. Yeah, that's what I did. That was fun. That is awesome. Love it. Love it. Talk to a younger Aria. What advice would you give to a younger Aria? Wow. If I was to say something to the younger Aria, I would tell her to slow down look around you and put some clothes on. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I would probably just tell her to slow down and listen because it's 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 no rush. Just listen and wait and don't feel that you have to jump into the first thing that presents itself to you. 
Again, we want to thank the audience for joining us on Black Entrepreneur Experience Live with our guest, Aria Gaston, singer, songwriter, and musician. And if anyone in the audience has a question for Aria, just let us know. Aria, conducted this interview, what is one question you would have asked yourself? I want you to ask the question and answer it. So, can, so can you just repeat that? You said the, the question that I would ask myself. I'm sorry. That's okay. If you conducted this interview, what is the one question you would ask yourself? I want you to ask the question and answer it. Oh, hmm. the one question that I would ask. Okay, um, where do you see, where, where do you see yourself in the next, in the next year or two? And um, and the answer to that is, I see myself traveling and ministering and really really going hard for for what god has put in my spirit um i always i've always seen myself as like a motivational speaker and in the church we call it evangelist or preacher and i'm not that but i feel like i'm really a a, um a motivational person, a person who's always coaching people and trying to motivate them. And I just, I just believe that my music is going to open the door for me to really change lives by motivating people. And so in the net, in within this year and the years to come, um, I see myself, uh, the question is, where do you see yourself? And I see myself really doing, um, what God has called me to do, which is to minister around the world and to motivate people and evangelize. So drop the mic and motivate the audience now. You challenge me. <laughs> Look, everybody, you can do it. Whatever God has put in your heart, whatever your passions are, go for it. Don't wait. Stop doing. Stop what you're doing right now and just do it. Don't worry about what anybody has to say or think about you. Don't. And also, don't look at others and measure yourself up to what other people are doing. But just do what's in your heart and believe in yourself. And no matter what obstacles come your way, you just keep pressing because something will break. Something will come out of that. We've come to the part of our interview and it's called Rapid Round of Fun. I'm going to ask you a series of questions and I want you to give us very quick answers. If there's something you desire not to answer, feel free to say pass. Are you ready <laughs> okay. for the Rapid Round of Fun? Uh-oh, yeah, I'm ready. Your ideal car? Um, Cadillac Escalade. Your first job? Oh, I was working in the church as a pianist. The last movie you saw? Oh, my gosh. Oh, what was the last movie I saw? Oh, my goodness. I just saw a good movie. I can't even think. I can't even think. It's Little Mermaid. <laughs> Your favorite singer or rapper? 
Uh, right now, my favorite singer is, I love Tasha Cobbs. I love her. Your favorite dance song? My favorite dance song is, um, it's, it's I Got the Feeling by Trolls. <laughs> Workout? I think it's true. Workout my, or Hit the Couch? Um, oh man, honestly, it's hit the couch, but I, I don't mind working out. Ari, and thank you so much for joining us on Black Entrepreneur Experience Live. Before we let you go, why don't you share with the audience the best way for them to connect with you and to do business and feel free to leave all your social media handles and let them know how they can definitely get the um, recordings, your live music. The best way to contact me right now is via Instagram or uh, Facebook. Um, you can message me right now and I'll, I'll respond to any events or anything. And once we connect there, then I'll, I will give my, um, my personal information, email addresses and phone numbers. Um, the way that you can get my music, um, please go to... Follow me on Instagram first and please subscribe to my YouTube channel. Also, um, you can go on Apple Music, Google Play, Amazon. And to, just to make it easy for you, go to Google and punch in A-R-I-A-G-A-S-T-O-N. That's Aria Gaston. And my music will come up and then you can just follow it from there. I would love for you to put it in your playlist and add it to your playlist and add it to your YouTube playlist and just worship with us. So that's, that's all the information that I have for you today. Thank you, Aria Gaston. I want to thank um, our listeners for listening in. We so appreciate you and um, we will be having upcoming episodes. We thank you so much. And um, that's a wrap. And thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate you and for tolerating all this noise in the background. No, <laughs> we you. appreciate you joining. We know you're busy and enjoy that time with your family. It's much needed. And thank so, you so much. Okay. God bless you. God okay. bless you God all. Bless. Love you yeah, guys. Bye -bye. Love bye. you. Bye.